0: This is the Stand Strong Podcast with Carrie Stoker, episode number 17 How to Change. Welcome to the Stand Strong Podcast. I'm your host, Carrie Stoker, and I help Latter day Saint women strengthen their family relationships. Family life has many challenges, especially when a child suffers from mental illness. I understand these challenges, and I can teach you through stories and the Word of God, how to navigate this challenging road. Hi folks! Hey, today we are going to talk about how to change. And this applies to everything. Because there's a model that is set up for it, and I get this from um the social scientists, Carrie Patterson, Joseph Granny, David Maxfield, Ron McMillan, and Al Schwitzler, they have several books, but this one specifically is called Change Anything. And I kind of feel like I'm about to do a book review. (laughs) But I love this book. I love the concepts in it, and I've loved much of their other work that they've done, um, which you can look into. But they're social scientists, so they study human behavior. And then they figure out how to change behavior through experimentation. And they've written a book on it. It's just, it's really marvelous. And so just looking at our behaviors and why we do them, we know from the Life Coach School model, that's the one that I coach with, is that we act from our feelings. So whatever we're feeling, that's how we act. And then because, and we feel something because of the way we are thinking. I love all of that because it just fits in so well with these, with what these social scientists have found out. And then they have created what they call the six sources of influence. So this has really been on my mind because as I have started my stop overeating program and, uh, I've implemented these six sources of influence into my program because they're so valuable. They are so helpful. Like, really, you can change anything if you understand the forces that are going on around you that give you the ability to make some changes and to stop overeating. And so in preparation of applying these six sources of influence or or teaching them and helping my clients apply those to stop overeating. I decided to do it on myself, not with stop overeating, but on my career. I don't want to confuse myself and everyone by talking about two different models, but there are two different models. One is my coaching model. And that is what we call CTFAR. That is from Brooke Castile. That's the circumstance, leads to thoughts which causes feelings, which then leads to actions, and then you end up with your result. That's the life coaching model. Okay, the model that I'm going to talk about in addition to that is the model from the social scientists, and this is the six sources of influence. So I created this um, chart This table, I guess, with these six sources and just started plugging in some things. What's interesting is I started out with plugging into this model, something that I already have accomplished because I learned from these scientists is that we can be really quite unaware of what is keeping us from making change happen. And And in addition to that, it's not just we're aware of what's we're unaware of what's keeping us from changing, but we are unaware really of how we became successful. And we often think, oh, I just decided to do it one day and I did it. And actually, if you were to fill out this table, you would find we had these six sources of influence going on. And so that created this ability to do what we wanted to do. So for instance, I was thinking about how, you know, at when I was first married, I wasn't that great at money. Like I wasn't that great at making money, saving money, um, being wise with my money, really spending less than I make. I just, I wasn't really great at it. I wasn't terrible, um, but I do confess that when my husband and I got married, I was $2,000 in debt with a student loan, and he had about $2,000 saved in the bank. So kind of like a net zero there, right? But I came into the marriage that way, and it took me a little bit of time to really figure out how to be smart with money, and I had such a desire like I loved numbers, I loved math. And I wanted to be really good at this. And so I just dove into learning all the skills that I needed to and um, reading about it. And anyway, in the end, what it feels like today is that like, wow, you know, we have been able to manage our money so well, we do so well with that. And, and I thought that it was more of just some self discipline until I really was studying again this book and so I went back and I filled out the chart about these six sources of influence which I'm going to explain in just a minute but I filled those all out and noticed how I had those six sources of influence all going for me and and I don't I didn't realize that so just back to the point where often we don't really recognize when something is um, happening for us or we don't recognize how we got there. We think it's because we had good self-discipline, but actually there were other things going on that made us successful. So I did that and then I wanted to look at how this applies to me and furthering my career. And so I filled out the chart on that because I really wanted to be able to manage my time better so that I could produce more effectively and I could produce more. And, and in filling out this chart with these six sources of influence, I made some great discoveries, uh, set up some really nice goals. It's from here that I want to speak, because I want to give you these six sources of influence. They're not hidden, of course, and I did not make them up. I give all credit to the social scientists at Vital Smarts and this book that I've read called Change Anything. All right, so let's look at this and and I want to look at each one of these sources of influence in a way in a way that is applied to stop overeating. And when I look when we look at the at those influences I want you to recognize that having all six of them in place gives us a phenomenal advantage in having it happen. Now let's take a look at these six sources of influence. What's important to remember is that if they are not all working for you, they are working against you. And it's like having, they explain this in their book it's like it's like your suburban has um stalled on the on the road and you have like these six strong men close by and you ask each one of them to come up and help push this car off to the side well so they try it one at a time oh here comes the first guy and he pushes and he pushes and not super effective. And then he goes off to the side. Okay, well, let's try this other one. And you do that one at a time with these six different men and all on on each on their own, like they aren't able to push this car very well or very far, but you get all six guys behind that Suburban and you give that a push, then you can see how much more effective it is to have all of them going. That's the example that they, they give in the book. And it's, stuck with me because I can visually see that I can see how you just get all six of these going so and how that can um may have such an advantage so the first one is learn to love what you hate and so they say here that the problem of bad habits is that they feel good (laughs) right? So our eating habits, they just, it just feels good. We get to eat what we want to, when we want to, all of that. That feels good. And vice versa, like getting into good habits, that doesn't feel very good. And so just understanding that and and to change that so that you can learn to love something that you hate. Like you can learn to love that better habit. Now, the second one is is to do what you can't. So you're learning, this is where you're learning new skills, learning how to do something. And in stop overeating, that might be learning how to plan out what you're going to eat the next day. That might be learning how to prepare some of the foods that you never really eat. Learning how to, how to, um, how to do portion control and And um, just things like that. So there's skills involved in this source of influences. You need to have the skills and this creates ability. All right. The third source of influence is you turn accomplices into friends. So, you know, the ones that support the overeating lifestyle. These include the ones that are living at your house or it could include your coworkers or it could include the social group that you're part of and you have the certain people that you love to go out and get ice cream with that kind of thing so you turn those accomplices accomplices into friends and that generally means having a crucial conversation which is another book that these social scientists have written and it's that's such a good book so You can get some more information on those crucial conversations through that book, but that means you have a sit down and chat about what you need from these people that are your right now accomplices and aiding your overeating. And then you turn them into friends. The fourth source of influence is actually to add a couple more friends, a couple more people on your side that will help you stop overeating that will help you obtain the goals that you need. Now, that can be like a coach. That is where I come in as such an important role in this is that it's adding a friend, adding someone who can be that kind of a support to you. And and that help you and and support all you're trying to do and, and it could be somebody that is really good at um, the portion control or that ha- it could be that you are able to hang out with a group during lunch or um, on the weekends that actually is really healthy eaters and they enjoy, you know, playing games or something besides eating. So those are just a couple of ideas, but that's the source number four, just to gain a few more friends. Two more even. Just makes a world of difference, and add them onto your your team, because you're going to have a team either way. <laughs> you have a team that that uh, doesn't help you, and, have, and you're going to have another team that really moves you forward. All right. So the fifth source of influence is what is called inverting the economy. I like this one, you know why? Because this one has to do with bribes, and it has to do with making things. Um, like you don't want to do them because it's going to cost you something. So there's a number of ways that you could bribe yourself. And that might be having to do with adding a few more dollars into your mad money slush fund. That could be something like you're going to add a cool activity. Like whenever I do this, that means I get to go out and, um, I get to go to a movie with, with a spouse or a friend, or it might be, um, you reward yourself with, you get to get off work early on Friday or something, you know, just, I don't know what that would be for you, but really think about what you could be doing that would kind of bribe you, kind of motivate you kind of like, Ooh, this is the fun stuff. I get to do this. Now, careful that that's not something like, Ooh, I get it extra helping us something. Because of course, that's um, not supporting your goals of stop overeating. So just notice what your mind goes to, like, what do you want to do? And create something that would be supportive. And then the other, the other half of that one is to make it really uh, cost more. So you really don't want to go off your plan. Because then you're going to have to do something like Give money to your to the um, political party that you really don't like. <laughs> I think I read about that in their book. Is that that's something that someone did? Like it, it was so upsetting. I think they had to they had to give money to some kind of um, organization that they really did not like, and so that kept them from um, going off of their plan. So this sixth source of influence is to control your space, control the area around you and set things up for, for um, success. And I think I mentioned this in my podcast when I talked about the stop overeating, that was in podcast number 15, but I think I mentioned that I'll do something like take a take a bowl of um, chopped celery and I will set it like right in the fridge so that when I open up the fridge I'll see the celery and then I'm like oh I'll reach in and grab myself a little handful of celery and shut the refrigerator door or I'll put like a little um Container of cherry tomatoes on the counter in the pantry, and when I walk in there, I feel like I want a snack or something, and I'll see the cherry tomatoes Like, oh, I'm gonna snack on that. And so, creating this environment where you're eating things that are on your food plan, and that are within that your protocol of the things that you're going to be eating on your um, on your stop eating diet plan, and so I. I will do some things like that. And it could be other things. It could be like, um, the time you get up and when you get up and you're going to have your walking shoes right there, I don't know, by your bed or whatever. It's all set up like what you're going to, the clothes you're going to put on to walk in. And so that you have that physical movement in your plan and things like that. So it's just really, um, Controlling your environment and setting things up. One thing that that we need to really pay attention to, and I would help you with this when we're coaching, is to really look at all these areas and to find out um, what's going against you, and then how we can move that and switch that around so that you have these influences going for you. But uh, we, there, like, there's so much marketing out there for you to overindulge in fast food in um, blizzards on just, I don't know, just all, just all the things that probably don't support your healthy eating plan. And so with all of these, these marketing things that are on the, on what you're watching or on your um, phone, as you scroll through Facebook or whatever that is, you just notice that You can control your environment by putting up your own posters and signs and sayings that help your mind go towards eating in a way that is supportive to your project. The final things that I want to say about this is that there is much of what these social scientists do is that they help you change your thinking patterns. So, for instance, like the source of influence where you know you're bribing or you are um you're bribing yourself or you are making it cost you something <laughs> if you go off your plan then then um you're changing like the way you're thinking about what you're doing, right because you're changing the way like, oh, I'm feeling motivated to do this because then I get my little reward, and actually, your brain is excited about that, and it's thinking about that. It's, it's engaged in the process. Or it's thinking like, man, I want to avoid that the pain of the cost it's going to give me if I go off plan. Yeah, the, the brain wants to avoid those pains. Absolutely. The, the brain loves awards and does not like the, the costs that are involved. And so it, it does just switch your pattern of thinking to where you become in control of what you're thinking, which then leads to certain feelings and produces the actions that you want to take. And it's from those actions that you get results. So I love this process. I love these, um, six sources of influence and how it's, it's seemingly, um, simple. Okay. it it just it's a chart you fill it out and I would totally help you do that and so the process is simple but uh, some people find that it needs to be like they just need more support they need more help with it and have someone help them really kind of figure out what to do with that chart this alone can just be so helpful it just so helpful thank you for for listening today and. Talk to you next week. If you like the Stand Strong Podcast, please like and subscribe.